This is NTL Now, your Northern Tier League sports podcast. NTL Now is brought to you by Circle W Sports, the new name in the game for high school sports. Now let's join the host of NTL Now, along with Joe Carrion, here's Shane Wilbur. It's another week, which means it's time for another episode of the Northern Tier League Now podcast. Big thanks to everybody for tuning in here as we get ready for lucky number seven. That's right. It is episode number seven of the Northern Tier League Now podcast this week. Shane Wilber with you and so glad to have everybody along. Joe Carrion, unfortunately, uh, due to some work obligations this week, unable to be a part of the podcast. But don't worry, we've still got a great one lined up for you here this week. And uh, I promise you will definitely enjoy it for sure. All right. Uh, before, though, we dive into a lot of the sports uh, commentary and such uh, for this week's podcast. First, I want to touch on a couple of issues. Issues here in the northern tier. Uh, first up, just want to talk about the upcoming gold out game. That's right. Canton and Athens football uh, next week, Friday night, uh, September the 20th. Make your plans for that for the childhood cancer benefit. Also, uh, you know, make your plans to come up and join us for it as well. Of course, uh, if you are just one of those uh, generic football fans, you don't really have a game that you have to be at on Friday. Folks, I urge you, come on up, be a part of this one. They're going to make it a great happening. Uh, a lot of folks have put in a lot of hard work and time and effort to make this game a success and definitely looking forward to that. That'll be Friday night, September the 20th in Athens. And again, uh, if you haven't heard, hey, a big clap of the hand to the Athens student body for sharing their homecoming night for this event. Definitely looking forward to it. So yes, big kudos to the Athens uh, student body for helping make this happen as well. And uh, folks, come on out and be a part of this uh, for the Gold Out game. Remember, go on Facebook right now. You can search kids can't fight cancer alone and uh, you can find out more information on the gold out game right there on the facebook page but uh, definitely want to steer people towards that as uh, more details are coming in as far as uh, the game festivities and such as well but uh, also want to give a quick shout out uh, to the troy and sarah football teams uh, information has been passed along that uh, both of those squads even though sarah will be at wyalusing and troy will be at tawanda both of those teams have also decided they are going to wear uh, gold d cals on their helmet in support of that game that night so a big uh, clap of uh, appreciation to them as well so uh, make sure you come on out and uh, support all of these area teams this uh, or next week I should say uh, in support of the gold out game and uh, can't wait to see a big crowd up at alumni stadium next week in Athens all right uh, also uh, quickly uh, just want to make a quick note out there for anybody uh, who may have noticed that some of the NTL football scheduling has kind of gone awry here in the early part of the season. You know, you see a lot of games going uh, maybe from like Fridays to Saturdays. And there is a reason for that this season. It's because our officials numbers are very low. And that means, you know, it's time to get on out and recruit more uh, bodies. Uh, we need some new officials, some new blood. So if you know anyone out there who may be interested in sports, officiating, or maybe just looking for a way to maybe earn some extra cash, I definitely encourage you to get online now to the 
PIAA.org website and uh, check out how you can become an official. There's actually like an officials tab right there on the PIAA website. So go ahead and check that out and you can uh, find out information on how you can become an official. And, you know, and like I said, maybe it's not you who wants to become an official, but you might know somebody who may be interested in it. You know, I would definitely suggest if you know a college student, somebody who might just be looking to uh, find a way to earn an extra buck here and there, like on a Friday, Saturday, or even during the week once we hit winter sports, man, that is awesome. Especially, you know, when you just have an opportunity to go work a couple hours and, uh, you know, earn, earn a paycheck. So, I mean, that's always fun, right? I mean, working is good, especially when you're earning your own money. I definitely encourage you to do that. So, yes, uh, get on this train now, okay? Start helping uh, find new people to get on out and uh, take the officials test because it's all done online now. I mean, that's something else that's even more convenient for you, too, is you can do all of the officials tests right online. Just go to PIAA.org, uh, click on the official tab, and they've got information right there on how you can become an official. So, yes, put that word out there. Get it spreading. And that's what uh, we need to do right now because uh, it's not only going to affect this season, it's going to affect uh, seasons to come because uh, numbers are dwindling. I think we have uh, enough for like three crews here in our area for football. Uh, the Williamsport area and District 4, they've even lost numbers as well. So, folks, this is uh, not only a Northern Tier League thing, but it's also a District 4 thing. And we need to solve and rectify this problem now. So, yes, get online now. Go to PIAA.org, click on the Become an official tab and uh, get the ball rolling right now and like I said just spread the word to somebody else and uh, hopefully uh, we can start garnering uh, some new officials uh, some more uh, bodies in uh, the officials line and then uh, you know we won't have to worry about all these schedule changes down the road so that's something else I want to get out there quickly as well okay so this week it's uh, you know going to be an interesting one like I said uh, Joe not going to be around to join me this week here on the Northern Tier League podcast but don't fret still some great things like up for you coming up here a little bit later on okay we've got uh, the cross-country coach from Troy that's right Gary Ward gonna step in here I was totally planning on doing a boy soccer thing this week but uh, coach Ward reached out to me over this past weekend said you know I listened to that interview with coach schools from Y losing you know you guys really talked about the boy side I'd like to come on and talk about uh, the cross-country girls and I'm like you know what how am I gonna be one person to deny a coach I just can't do that so yes yeah, so we're gonna have uh, coach Ward from the the Troy Trojans. He'll be dropping by in just a while, and uh, we'll talk about his girls' cross-country team and uh, the girls' cross-country season coming up in general as well. But, uh, as I said, Joe, not available this week, so you know what that means. I've got to have some time here to uh, fill in some spots, but uh, I know whenever I'm in a pickle like this, I know who I can go to because uh, he is always willing to sit down, talk some sports, and uh, talk about the Northern Tier League as well, so that's always a good thing. So with that, I'm going to Welcome in now from the Tawanda Daily Review, Brian Fees joining me now here on the Northern Tier League Now podcast. Uh, Brian, we'll uh, discuss a little bit now, and uh, as I was saying a little bit earlier here in the uh, opening monologue of the podcast just a little bit ago, uh, we are definitely uh, in an officials shortage, and we need to find a way to rectify this. And uh, my fear is, if we don't do it now, it's going to be a growing trend. And uh, I want to know, like, do you see this trend uh, kind of coming to fruition here in the present? Yeah, I think we're definitely in this trend right now. Before the season started, this was something that uh, the NTL uh, athletic director sent out. They they let everybody know about it. We were trying to promote it in the paper. I know they were probably letting you know about it and everybody else that 
this was a real problem they had going on. They don't have enough officials, and that's in every sport. Now, it's becoming really noticeable in football because, you know, Friday nights it's really noticeable. You, can, you can't really change the games without people knowing it's on a different day, and that's what's happening. You're ending up with Thursday game this week. You've had some Saturday games. We're having to move things around in order to uh, accommodate the fact that there's a lack of officials. But it is happening in other sports too. Every sport has it. It's just not as noticeable in the other ones to the, you know, to the fans. And here's an argument too that is kind of uh, on the pro official side is you know not only is it affecting the varsity sports, but now we see you know it's going to trickle down the line. I mean, if you've only got so many officials that can officiate export then you know they're even asking you know the the junior high football coaches and such i mean can we move your games and this and that so i mean th- this trickle effect is uh, really coming and i don't think people are aware just yet of uh how in need officials are needed for our area yeah i think the trickle effect will only get worse because you have officials right now that do just junior high or do you know more jv than varsity well, what's going to end up happening is a lot of them are going to end up being converted to being doing all varsity stuff, and that's going to leave junior high and JV really scrambling to the point where they're going to struggle to even be able to get games in with enough officials. I just can't believe, you know, that uh, we've gotten to a point now where the, the scramble is on. Uh, you know, I've talked to some former, well, actually some current officials who have just been at it, you know, for, for a long period of time. And, you know, we once were in a very fruitful chapter. And it's not just, you know, the Northern Tier League. Let's let's put this in a District 4 spectrum as well. I mean, yes, the Northern Tier League has lost X amount of bodies. But also, you know, you look to the Heartland as well. I think they've lost, like, bodies that would have amounted to, like, three officiating crews just for football and that's just football i mean we're not even taking into account the other sports for district four as well so i mean this is a district wide thing and not just a northern tier league thing i mean i'll take it a step further i think it's more than a district wide thing i think this is a state and even a national level thing i think this is going on everywhere i mean other states are having the same issues that pennsylvania is having because i think what's happening more and more is we see how officials have been treated in the past i mean it's no shock to people what people say about officials. We've all heard it. You know, you hear criticisms of officials. They hear the criticisms at games. And I think younger and younger people are like, well, I don't want to deal with that. I don't want to deal with the parents yelling and screaming at me. I don't want to deal with the coaches yelling and screaming at me. I don't want to deal with the kids yelling and screaming. And I just think that it kind of, it's really not causing a lot of young people to get into officiating. And so the numbers are really just dropping across the country. It's just uh, crazy to me, you know, and I know I've said this uh, before uh, just a little bit earlier, you know, I just, I don't understand, you know, how we even got to this point. I mean, I guess, you know, if you if you take into account all the logistics and everything, you would think that, you know, there would be, I guess, people, you know, wanting to make sure that, you know, we stayed in a very positive manner for sports, but now it seems like uh, we're, we're begging and pleading people to come out, and uh, I just hope that, you know, this trend changes and uh, eventually we can get a lot more people out there because, you know, it's not going to be, you know, just the the kids of today that are facing this. I'm worried more about what's coming up in the future, and I just hope uh, we see a better trend and uh, definitely encourage folks to get out there and uh, check out the PIAA website to find out how you can indeed uh, become an official because, yes, uh, as Brian said, this is definitely uh, becoming more of a district statewide thing, and, uh, you know, right here in Pennsylvania, that's not something we want because we already schedule or we already struggle enough, I guess I should say, uh, when it comes to trying just to 
to get games in uh, with weather and stuff, you know, once winter comes and spring comes and everything. So, yes, we definitely need more officials across the board. All right, but Brian, you know what? I'm not going to waste an entire segment uh, with you and officiating and stuff like that. Not saying it's a waste, but, you know, you you have more uh, knowledgeable stuff that I want to dive into here today. And, uh, of course, uh, with that quickly, uh, I just want to talk about, you know, some of the uh, fall sports happenings that have been going on around the league already. And, uh, you know, we've already gotten uh, a girls' soccer matchup between Athens and Troy already out of the gate. But you know what? Uh, You know, to see that game go 1-1, yeah, that's great. And uh, I'm happy, you know, to see that type of competition go. But, man, isn't that kind of a game you'd rather see later in the year, especially with both teams, I think, kind of uh, on on the injury front right now? Yeah, I mean, when I saw that, I kind of wish that that was the last game of the first half of the, you know, everybody, you're going to play them twice. So you're going to play them early in the year and then later in the year. I wish it had been the last game in both cycles. I wish it had been more middle of the year and then the last game of the year of league play for both teams. But, you know, unfortunately, these type of things happen and, you know, you end up with the with schedules the way it is and they get it early. But, I mean, I do think the one positive of getting it early is it definitely sets the tone for the season. Both teams know where they stand. Both teams know what they need to do. And I think you're going to probably have another really good matchup the next time these two teams wear off. I think what's been really cool is I've had a chance to, you know, talk with Coach Pitts. I was able to talk with him about Athens girls soccer a couple weeks ago. I actually had a chance to talk with Troy's Coach Pratt as well. And, you know, you just kind of hear a little extra sense of kind of uh, passion, I think, when you talk about uh, those two matchups. Like, I think it's kind of like two guys playing chess with each other to see who can make the right moves. Even though, you know, uh, Pitts has kind of come out on the better end of it over the last couple of years, I think Pratt feels like he's got the the team that could finally make uh, the checkmate call this year. Yeah, I mean, I think when both of those teams, you know, they both know that they have talent and they both are good teams. So when you are at that level, it really is kind of a chess game because it's, you know, do you want this person on offense? Do you want to move him back to defense? Do you try to keep him more defensive style? Do you try to go for the one goal or try to be more aggressive? And I think both of those teams really get to play around a little bit when they play each other, where, you know, some of the other games you don't have to do that as much. And when you play each other, you do do a lot of those different things. And, you know, like you said, I think Troy feels like this year they have some pieces, and I think that they feel like Athens is a little younger than maybe they were last year. And they feel like they have a shot, but at the same time, Athens has a lot of really talented players back, and they feel like they're always the team to beat. All right. Now, of course, uh, you know, on the uh, boys' side of things, things just getting uh, going for that. Of course, uh, the Athens boys uh, taking a, a heartbreaker. They took a one nothing loss uh, in a challenging game. They actually went to New York, took on Maine Enwell. But is this becoming like the new trend, you know, for Athens? Is this a team that likes to test themselves on the boys' side? I think I saw you say, you know, they really like to put up challenges for them uh, when the season gets going. Yeah, Athens has done this a lot the last few years. And really it's been, you know, probably the last seven or eight years, they've really taken on big challenges. When Notre Dame was really good in New York, they played them not just once but usually twice a year. They've gone to the Binghamton area and played those type of teams out of there. They've gone down south. They've gone and played out of the area. They they go wherever they can find a game because the reality for Athens is you're a bigger school in a league full of a lot of Class A and AA schools in a lot of sports. And – they know they're not getting schools their size necessarily in the NTL, so they try to take on big challenges outside of the league. 
All right, now as the fall sports season is basically uh, just underway here, you know, we've seen uh, some good volleyball already take place, but man, what's going on with Wellsboro Golf? It seems like uh, those kids are just <laughs> tearing up the golf courses these days. It's either like a second place finish at an invitational or wherever they step on the course, they're just, uh, you know, putting scores up that are great. Yeah, I mean, this has been a team that's had a lot of success the last few years. I mean, they've been, you know, one of the best teams in the district the last few years. They've been one of the, they've been the team to beat in the NTL for a while now. They've just been a really dominant program, and the biggest thing that they have going for them is they're just really balanced. They don't necessarily have that one kid every single meet that's going to go out there and shoot, you know, seventy. But they have every single kid in their lineup capable of going up and putting a, up a decent score, and there's really no one. I think what's great about, uh, you know, the NTL podcast is that, you know, I've had the opportunity and Joe and I have had the opportunity to really uh, branch out and kind of uh, get more of a, a focal point on some of these sports, you know, and be able to talk to some of the other coaches. And, man, it's been a blast so far in the early going of this. But uh, I think what's, you know, something else that's kind of been uh, a surprise here uh, in this early going, for me anyway, is just, uh, you know, kind of reaching out and expanding outside of football and uh, you know coming up here in a little bit on the podcast I'm actually going to be talking with uh, Troy girls cross country coach Gary Ward he's excited he actually reached out to me this was awesome uh, actually uh, a couple of weeks ago I was able to talk to Wyalusing's coach Jim Schools uh, on the boys side and uh, Gary reached out to me and he was like man he was like we, we got to get some exposure out there for the girls I'm all for it, and I'm glad that uh, Gary's coming up this year. Uh, tell me a little bit about uh, his Trojan team that uh, you know I can expect or the fans out there can expect uh, from this Lady Trojan squad. Yeah, I mean, we're still early in the year, so it's really kind of, we, you know, we haven't seen everybody yet. The dual meets just get going today. But Troy has had a lot of success the last couple of years. They went to states last year. They're just a very experienced team. Almost everybody in this lineup has been a kid that's been one of their runners in the past that has helped them get to states in the past. So they just, every single one of these kids in this lineup has been there. They've done that. They have the experience at the league level, at the district level, at the state level. And that's really something you can't replicate is kind of having that experience that these Troy runners have. All right, so with that in mind, Brian, we'll bring you back a little bit later on in the podcast here on NTL Now because coming up next, it's actually going to be an opportunity to sit back and talk with head coach Gary Ward from the Troy cross-country team. We'll talk about his girls' team coming up, and we'll find out more about uh, how their season's going and uh, what projections he has for the Lady Trojans. That'll all be coming up after this quick word from Circle W Sports right here on the Northern Tier League Now podcast. Growing up in a small town. It's important to get your name out there if you want to play at the next level. Circle W Sports helped me get the exposure I needed. It's really been a one-stop shop for college coaches where they can go in there and they can find information about not only one player, but the rest of our team, guys that they might not be thought they were interested in before they went to the website. So Circle W has really done that. It links highlight films, contact information, and everything that the coach would need. Circle W Sports, the new name in the game for high school sports.
And welcome back here on the Northern Tier League Now podcast. And as promised tonight, uh, joined by head coach Gary Ward of the Troy Cross Country team. Now, of course, uh, as I kind of did a lead in earlier in the podcast, uh, I told you uh, a couple episodes ago, you know, I had the opportunity to talk with uh, Wyalusing Cross Country coach Jim Schools. And uh, Coach Ward was actually nice enough to reach out and say, hey, you know, we need to uh, talk about girls cross country, too. And you know what? I have no argument uh, with his case. So we need to. Uh, get this going now so without further ado welcoming in coach Gary Ward from the Troy Trojans coach thanks so much for being a part of the podcast yeah good good to be with you all right, so Coach Ward, we've got uh, a lot of things going on uh, with the girls' side of cross country, but of course, you know, earlier in the podcast, I had Brian Fees on, and uh, we were actually uh, talking about your Lady Trojans, and he mentioned that you know, if uh, there is a great aspect of your team, it's experience, and uh, that your team's been uh, through the gruels and the battles. Yeah, I think right now I was kind of looking at the girls that have run at states. We got. Um, two girls that have run at states two times. Um, if we're fortunate enough this year, maybe they could get back for a third. So, and then, uh, so two girls have been to states as a team, uh, twice. And then I've got, um, another, uh, three or four that have been to states and, and have run on that course once. So that's, that's kind of the end goal. You know, you always want to do well in the NTL, but you, and you want to do well, you have to do well at districts. And then, you know, the ultimate goal in uh, Pennsylvania is to try to get to the state meet. So, Gary, I know you've been around this block for a while yourself uh, at the helm of the Troy Troy cross-country team. Uh, How would you say uh, this current roster that you have right now of girls uh, stacks up with, you know, maybe teams you've had in the past? I mean, is this as quality of a team as you've ever had? Well, I think, you know, when you talk about Troy cross-country, you know, you talk about teams that Bob Hunter had in in the 70s and in the eighties you had uh, Dave Voorhees and then you know, I was fortunate enough to uh, inherit a really good team uh, around two, 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 2006, 2007. And at that point we were, we were double a, so we were going up against uh, the Danvilles, the Lewis Burks and, you know, Sealings Grove teams like that. Uh, I had some really good teams then. Um, now we're single a class and I would say this team is comparable, um, but, being in the single A class, it gives us an opportunity to run against schools that are our size. So um, this year's team is, uh, you know, on paper, they they could make a run at the state meet. You know, you got to get first at districts. But so, yeah, I, I think this team is depth wise. We're very solid. Some of our teams have had maybe that standout runner like a Casey Norton or Lauren Norton. Or even uh, back in the days, we had a Shedden girl, and I, I can't think of her first name right now. Sonia Shedden, yes, a phenomenal runner. And uh, some of the boys' teams down through the years, we've had these really standout runners. This year, uh, I would say my team's strength is, it's, is there's a lot of runners that are really solid. 
Now, of course, you know, talking with uh, Brian a little bit uh, in the fall sports preview a few weeks back, you know, he said, look, when you're looking at uh, cross country this season, you know, the, the Wyalusing boys are probably going to set the standard there. The Troy girls cross country team will probably set the standard uh, for the NTL this year. I mean, what does it uh, say about uh, you, your coaching style, and just the uh, girls runners ability to kind of buy in to, uh, you know, make you know that, you know, you are the standard right now in the league well you know we've had we've had been fortunate to get um middle distance runners and distance runners from track and field and uh you know coach bellinger and his staff are doing a good job there um so you know our kids see him in the spring and they they log their miles um coach campbell my assistant coach he's real good at you know putting out those logs and having kids uh keep up with their their running so they're they're running track in the spring they're running their they're logging their miles in the summer and then when the fall season comes you know all that hard work is paying off now 800 meters or a mile or even a two mile doesn't always translate to the 3.1 but uh 5k but we we just have really good runners in troy i just really feel like uh we're just gifted with good athletes and we, we work with them and, and, um, they're, they're really good. They work together and, and they have a lot of fun. They celebrate each other's success. We always say that as a team. Um, so, and, and boys too. I mean, I coach, uh, I coach four teams. I coach the girls varsity, the boys varsity and the junior high, uh, Troy's junior high boys and junior high girls are really, uh, doing some good work. Well, that's an interesting aspect as well, and something else I want to touch on with you since, you know, you brought it up. I had actually planned on it, but, you know, you, you led me into it, so it's really good. Uh, you know, talk a little bit about, you know, the junior high programs, because these are fairly new into uh, a lot of the sports here in the NTL, not just cross-country, but, I mean, what's it like to have kind of that ability to work with the youngsters and kind of get them a feel so that they're better prepared to uh, get up to that varsity level? I think I think Troy believes that kids in the seventh and eighth grade ages should really have an opportunity to do a lot of different sports. And uh, Troy just uh, approved uh, several different junior high sports. Sometimes we're sharing athletes. We just want to give those kids an opportunity, you know. And cross country really lends itself to uh, the coaches. You know, maybe a decade ago we kind of got together. And we said, hey, you know, the buses are going on the varsity uh, schedule, and um, how hard would it be to take the junior high kids along, have them run a mile and a half or two miles, and, uh, you know, the bus is already going to, let's say, northeast Bradford. So you take your Troy varsity and the junior high and northeast Brad Bradford's there, maybe with fair, and now you have a, a tri-meet, and you can get, you know, you get your junior high kids out there, they run their mile and a half, um, you know, they train hard. We try to keep it fun, but you know, right now we've got some kids that are really, they're watching those older kids and they want to, you know, they want to step up and be like, uh, you know, they want to be like Dominic Ayers or they want to be like Maya, Maya and Owen Williams. You know, they, they see those, those sparsity kids and they, they model them and, and study their technique. And it's, it's a great thing. And, uh, you couldn't you couldn't ask for a nicer group of kids in these Troy cross country runners and and uh, really in the league overall in the league there's a lot of camaraderie um, camaraderie 
uh, schools. He kind of touched on it the other night. He said, you know, our teams get along great. We have a great time. We run against each other. When that gun goes off, boy, that's a competition. That MTL kids really, they, they have some rivals with their MTL schools and they, you know, they really go after each other. But when the race is over, they're sharing secrets and talking about 5Ks that they want to run together and things like that. So, yeah, the junior high program is is really important for us. Um, we we bring them up and, and start them out with varsity once they get to junior high. All right, so now you're looking at uh, your 2019 schedule. Uh, have you already had a chance to uh, get out there on the course and uh, run a dual meet or a tri-meet yet? Yeah, we ran last night um, against Mansfield at Pisgah. Uh, you know, it's a great course up there. It's a great venue. Um, you just, it doesn't repeat itself at all. You know, it goes up over the hill and goes around the old Susanna Trail. A lot of people are familiar with Mount Pisgah in this, in our northern tier area. And uh, we, we think our course is as beautiful as any course in the state. Uh, we ran against Mansfield last night. And, you know, Mansfield came over with a nice, uh, boys team their their boys team edged just out and uh, I, I would say that after why losing uh, Mansfield boys are are right there um and their girls they had a couple really solid girls and I think my I think I had seven girls in when um and Mansfield had two girls in but they're they're looking good too so yeah, last night we had our first uh, home meet. So you look at your uh, schedule then uh, going forward, and obviously, you know, you said your goal is, you know, to get through districts and get to states. Now, who on your schedule or, you know, what team uh, do you see uh, appearing ahead on your schedule is really going to be the one that's uh, going to push you or kind of give you uh, a sense or feel of where your team actually stacks up against uh, maybe the NTL or district four as a whole. I think in district four, we, we saw Mount Carmel um, at, at uh, the Lock Haven race and they're single a, and uh, they, they beat us by a little bit. So it was a good wake up call. Um, I think we can run with them. They have a, their number one runner is really out there in front quite a ways, but our pack should be able to fall right in behind their number two runner. And we didn't do that at Lock Haven, but I know we can do it. Um, and then in, in the NTL, uh, Losing has a real strong boys team, but they've got some very good girls. Uh, they have a couple Brown girls, uh, Catherine Brown, and they have another I think their sisters, uh, BB girls. I mean, they're they're right there. I think uh, Wailusing is uh, if their fifth runner uh, moves up, and we, nobody can take them lightly. And gym gym schools will take a group of kids, and one year they'll be solid, and a year later you you better watch out for them. They might be district and state material. He does an excellent job with his runners. So as we uh, look forward here to the NTL season, I mean, obviously, like the Troy girls as a team uh, should be great. But, uh, you know, who are who are some girls, I guess I should say, like on your team that you look at and say, you know what, uh, if if I need another voice or if I need, you know, that one runner to step up and, and look at my girls team and say, look, girls, you know, this is what we have to get done. Uh, who are, you know, some of those, you know, like standout leaders that you just need that uh, will be there for you? Well, we have Maya Tuwa is our uh, senior, and Abby Abby Lewis is a senior. Madison Baxter 
as a senior. Right now, Maya's running number one, and uh, Mackenzie Bell- Bellinger's a, a junior, and she's just going to give you a solid race every time. She's got an incredible work ethic. Probably our number five runner, uh, Haley Buck, is uh, I would kind of call her my wild card. Uh, her and Sydney Taylor. Sydney Taylor's a tenth grader, and you know her from basketball, uh, hitting the old three pointer and getting a win for Troy. Um, but she can also really run well. Sydney's a sophomore. Haley's a, a junior, and uh, both those girls can really pull out a good 5K. So we have 11 girls, and and uh, you know, you know, six or seven of them are running. I mean, last year we just to show our depth, our our seventh runner made the all-star team in the league. So so we have a lot of depth, and the girls are they're competing for every spot. I mean, we're going to take eight girls to districts and eight girls if we can, we're fortunate enough to make it to state. So we're competing for the eighth and seventh spots on this team. All right. So let me ask you this question then, and I'll get you out of here with this. And it's been a great Mm -hmm. uh, ability to sit down here and actually uh, chat some girls cross country with you. But uh, as the coach, you know, what's on your plate, you know, what's ahead of you and you know, the goals that the girls have for themselves. Uh, what is going to be the reason why the Troy Trojan cross-country team on the girls' side uh, repeats their success from last year? How do they do that, and what has to happen for that to do uh, or to come to fruition for you? Well, the girls are going to have to uh, stay healthy. And, and, you know, just I can't – I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that these girls are really they're, – they're incredible uh, students. Uh, a lot of these girls that we mentioned are on the uh, National Honor Society and, you know, they're working part-time jobs and doing their academics. And uh, But if they're going to um, win the NTL, uh, win the di- win district, because they only take one team, uh, they're going to have to really uh, get together and decide that that pack is going to have to be tight. I mean, last year with uh, Catherine Polakowski and Brooke Hinman, I mean, we ran at the NTL meet. Our one to five split was like 17 seconds. So we've we run a couple races, and our one to five or one to seven split has been a little bit over two minutes, and that's just not going to get it done. We're going to have to get that one to five or one to seven split up around a minute and 20 seconds, and I think we'll be fine. Um, I you know I I do want to mention uh, my boys team. Uh, Owen Williams is running really hard and. Uh, Aaron Manley as a junior, and he's he's probably be probably be one of the most improved runners in the NTL, and uh, so they're they're working hard. I think last year they had two losses, and, but why losing is standing in their way. So yeah, you know our boys are going to be competitive, and the girls are trying to repeat. We'd love to, you know, get three district titles, and so we won one in 2016, and. 2017 Warrior Run was uh, an outstanding team, and they moved up to Double A. Um, they were one of the number one teams in the state, and that gave us uh, some room to win. We won in 2018. We placed tenth, and we, if we can get to states, our goal is to to try to be in the top five. You know, we're trying to keep up with Wyoming. You know, they get their boys team. You know, Jim didn't say it the other day, but right now I I think they're the team to beat in the state in the boys side of the ledger. So it's just great competition. You know, our girls are trying to place in the top 10 in the state schools. His team is definitely in the top five. You know, he's, he's really got an incredible boys team. 
So it's 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 fun to compete. Man, Coach Ward, thank you again so much for taking the time. And uh, it's been great, you know, not only with yourself, but Coach Schools to really branch out and, uh, you know, give these uh, runners, these teams, you know, uh, a little added recognition here on the cross-country side because I know these kids, you know, they put in a lot of time and a lot of effort to, uh, you know, run that 3.15K, you know, every time they step out there on the course. So, yes, again, uh, you know, a big thanks uh, to Coach Schools from back in uh, a couple episodes ago, but to you. Uh, thanks so much for reaching out and saying, "Hey, you know, we need to get this uh, or get these girls uh, some act, uh, some exposure as well." And uh, you know, I knew you were really excited to do this. And uh, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Appreciate it. Oh, you're so welcome. And if and if you're in the Troy area or in the NTL area, and you want to come up to Mount Pisgah on October eighth, uh, we're going to run against I think Northeast Bradford and Twanda. That'll be an excellent NTL meet, and you can't you can't find a better venue than uh, Mount Pisgah for a cross country meet. I think that's Tuesday, October eighth is our next home meet. We have several races between now and then, but that's our next home one. All right, well that sounds like a great idea, and uh, Gary, good luck to you and uh, the Trojan cross country team. Especially, I know you got great things uh, that you're hoping for on the girls' side. So good luck to you and the team the rest of the way. And uh, you know, when districts roll around, uh, maybe we'll be uh, catching up and uh, trying to see uh, how things went good for you this season. Great, go Trojans! You can follow the NTL Now podcast on social media. Follow NTL Now on Facebook by searching NTL Now Podcast and on Twitter by following at NTL Now. Okay, and glad to be rejoined here by Brian Fees on the Northern Tier League Now podcast. And uh, Brian, to, to bring you back now, of course, uh, football season is in full effect. Everybody is, uh, you know, enjoying the season thus far through the first three weeks. Uh, is there something that's, uh, you know, kind of caught your eye as this first uh, three weeks have happened and as we head into week four? Yeah, I mean, I think the one thing that's really noticeable is just, you know, what some of these lines have been able to do and the big boys up front. They don't always get talked about. They don't always get recognition. You see what Troy has done early in the year. They've just been able to physically push teams around with those guys up front. And then you see the Canton's been able to do some of the same things, you know, just pushing people around up front with some of their line and with some of the experience they have. And even the small school, Sayers had a lot of success doing some of the same thing with their guys up front. All right, well, let's get into week four anyway because, you know, this is a really interesting and kind of scattered week here. Uh, you know, taking back to uh, the lack of officiating again, uh, we actually start this week with Athens and Wyalusing. They're actually going to be a Thursday night kickoff this week here in week four. And uh, for the Wyalusing Rams, you know, I, I look at this team and I've seen them on film. Last week I saw them in person. You know, a cool move uh, taking Shane Fury and maybe utilizing his athletic talent a lot more, but uh, man, it just seems like this team is, should be better than one and two to start the year. I just, I think that, D don't you? I mean, I think they should be better than this. At the same time, we also just have to look a little bit at who they played the last couple weeks. I mean, South Williamsport was just playing really well in week two. You know, they had hung 50 on Montgomery before. They played really well against losing. Everything they tried to do went right for him. And Canton's just been really, really good this year. I mean, they've just looked like the team, to, one of the teams to beat all year long. I mean, they've dominated everybody they've played all season long. So, I mean, 
I think part of it is just the bad luck for Wyalusi and who they had to play the first couple weeks of the year. And here's what's interesting, you know, I mean, we've seen Athens kind of struggle out of the gate this year as well. We knew they were going to be a younger team. Uh, is this the one game in the Northern Tier League that I just feel like every year kind of brings us some kind of element of surprise that we were not expecting. I mean, obviously, you know, everybody knows rivalry week is rivalry week in week 10, but this just seems to be that mid-season-ish type game that always seems to bring about some kind of surprise that we're not expecting. I mean, yeah, I think it's possible because I think what you have right now is we have a couple of teams here that they have some young players, but they also have some guys with some experience. But they've struggled at times this year, and part of that is the stuff against early in the year. And this is one of those games where one of them is going to have to break out. One of these two teams is coming out with a win. And, you know, one of these teams might get completely right and might look really good this week, and it might start to show you, okay, maybe it was just some early season stuff. Maybe it was the matchups early in the season, and that these are some pretty good teams still. All right, now let's continue uh, the focus this week. You've got uh, Tawanda heading on the road to Wellsboro this week. Uh, Wellsboro seemed to right the ship last week against Montgomery. Tawanda found themselves in another struggle and uh, just couldn't find their way uh, to victory over Muncie last week. Uh, you hate to say it, but uh, you know, is the early season schedule again uh, catching up with the Black Knights? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely that, I think, a little bit. And it's also just, you know, they have to figure out a way to finish off these closer games. I mean, they had the lead against Sayer. They had a pretty good lead against Sayer in the second half, and they let it slip away a little bit. Last week against Muncie, they were right there in that game for most of the game, and it kind of slipped away from them. I mean, they just need to kind of figure out, I think, how to close out some of these games. And, you know, and I think they're right there. They really are right in the hunt with all these teams. And they've been playing some really good teams. I mean, you know, Muncie and Canton and Sayre, those are not bad teams they've been playing early in the year. And they're going to have another tough game this week with Wellsboro. So I think they just need to figure out a way to kind of get the make the plays late in the game to close them out and get some of these wins. Saturday matchup at the Lockhart Street Bowl this week, I think is a little more intriguing maybe than what people think. Uh, Montgomery, I think, is better than the loss that they suffered at Canton and uh, against Montgomery. And I, I think, you know, if, if they catch a team on the right kind of mode, I think they can be uh, a little surprising, you know. And even the Canton coaches said after that game that Montgomery was a much better team than, you know, what the scoreboard showed that day. And, of course, you know, Sayre's got, uh, you know, some, uh, some, some, I guess, some adversity to face. Could this be the right week maybe for uh, Montgomery coming to town, or do you see uh, Sarah maybe in uh, much better bounce-back mode this week and maybe a loss was good for them? Yeah, I mean, I'm not 100% sure what to think at this point. I mean, Montgomery, I think, has some weapons. Everybody that's seen them has said they have some weapons, and they do have some pretty good skill guys. At the same time, they've given up 50 or more points in three straight games to start this year, including over 70 points last week against Wellsboro. So they clearly have, you know, at least, you know, they've struggled at times defensively stopping teams and, you know, making the plays on the defensive end. Now, they've played some really good teams. They've played South. They've played Canton. they played Wellsboro. They've had a really hard schedule. But Sayer has a good offense. Isaiah Firestein at running back. Braden Horton at uh, quarterback. Corbin Brown in that receiving core. They have a really good group of weapons. And it's going to be a lot of weapons against a defense that's given up 50-plus points in three straight games. 
that could be a really tough matchup for Montgomery going up against another high-powered offense this week. The Canton Warriors come into this week 3-0, and and they now get ready to host Bucktail coming up on Friday night. Uh, you're talking about a Warriors offense that has pretty much uh, owned uh, the scoreboard here in the early part of the season. Warriors averaging about 43 points a game so far, and this week I think is just a week for the Warriors to kind of work on things, hopefully uh, get out of this one unscathed and uninjured uh, without uh, any guys really suffering any kind of big injuries as the schedule continues but uh, as I said 43 points a game and I don't really see Bucktail uh, providing any kind of defense that uh, might slow that offense down this week. Yeah I mean uh, unfortunately for Bucktail they're a young team they're a really small and numbers team I mean I saw them earlier this year against Sayer and they they really struggled at times I mean they just don't have the horses they don't have enough kids in the lineup to really go out there and uh so i think canton's you know in pretty good shape to improve to four and oh this week and the big thing for canton is you know just work on some things uh you know stay sharp and walk out of here without any injuries would be the biggest key all right, now let's go to Alperon Park because this is going to be uh, my game of the week uh, right here on uh, you know the NTL game of the week, I should say. I'll be calling this one on Wiggle 100 coming up on Friday night. You got Troy, you got North Penn Mansfield, uh, North Penn Mansfield Troy. Traditionally, you know this is another kind of tight one. For some reason, things can kind of get a little wonky from time to time. Turnovers tend to rear their ugly head, and sometimes you might think, oh, North Penn Mansfield might be a, a ten point favorite or Troy, you know, might be a, a two-touchdown favorite or something like that. And, you know, the two teams just get together, and for some reason it's a slugfest all the way through four quarters. I mean, I don't know what North Penn Mansfield team's coming to town, but I know Troy right now is playing with house money, and they are rolling. Yeah, I mean, Troy looks really good this year. They look like one of the teams to beat. Them and Canton have both been dominant early in the season in league play, and they both look like they're on a collision course for each other later in the year. At the same time, like you said, North Penn and, uh, you know, Troy have had a lot of good matchups in the past. And North Penn Mansfield is coached by Tom Dickinson. He's been doing this for a long time. He's one of the best coaches in the league, one of the best coaches in the district. He's really well-respected. He's, you know, been there and done that so many times that you just have to know he's going to have his team ready. He's going to be well-prepared. And they're going to be, you know, ready to give a fight against Troy no matter uh, what the matchups are. And there you have it, your Week 4 Northern Tier League football preview. And again, a big thanks to Brian Fees from the Tawanda Daily Review stepping in and uh, helping out with that. Of course, uh, Joe Carrion, uh, unable to be a part of the podcast this week, but uh, he assures me he will be ready to go next week. You know, sometimes in our professional worlds, uh, things just kind of get a little hectic, but uh, that's okay because we definitely promise we're going to do our best to make sure that a great podcast comes out every week. All right, so again, uh, before we get out of here, uh, want to remind folks again, hey, if you are thinking about or know somebody who may want to be an official in our area, and by that I mean referee, make sure you go to the PIAA.org website, click on the official tab and uh, scroll and find out uh, where you can find the Become an Officials page and uh, take in the information there and uh, let's get out there, let's get recruiting people, okay, because we need some fresh bodies out there uh, to help really make sure that uh, our officials are strong and that uh, we get 
the best possible uh, officiating uh, out there for any of our contests. So, yes, uh, definitely encouraging folks out there to uh, get on the officials' recruitment site. All right, also, uh, I want to remind folks out there, hey, keep up the social media following. That's right, keep going to Twitter. You can give us a follow there, at NTL Now, or remember, go to our Facebook page, NTL Now Podcast, and give us a like there as uh, we keep growing our social media following. And as promised, I told you, I know last week uh, we felt a little bad because we couldn't say NTL Now Podcast on Instagram. Well, guess what? That's been cured as well. So, yes, you can search NTL Now Podcast on Instagram and give us a follow there as well as we look to uh, hopefully keep growing this social media following here in the coming weeks. Also, hey, area businesses, yes, area businesses out there, are you liking what you hear on the Northern Tier League Now podcast? Well, hey, you know what? Now is the time to jump on the sponsorship bandwagon. We'd love to have you on here. Uh, Give us a shout uh, on our Facebook page. Just drop us a direct message, and uh, we can get into you, or we can get information to you, I should say, uh, regarding that. And that way, uh, you know, we can make this uh, even more enjoyable for the listeners out there. And uh, hey, you know, we can get your business word out there too so you know it's kind of a hand-in-hand thing you know definitely uh, enjoying the following and a lot of folks coming on board and enjoying it as well as the feedback just keeps getting more and more positive so yes a big thanks to all of you out there uh, in listener land for making this possible and uh, glad that uh, you know you're really starting to warm up to it and uh, enjoy you know this new aspect here in northern tier league sports but the time has come where it is time to get ready to sign off here for episode number seven so i want to thank uh, again troy cross-country coach gary ward for being a part of the northern tier league now podcast this week and again to all of the teams athletes coaches out there remember you want to get uh, some recognition for your team here on the northern tier league now podcast don't be afraid send us a message i'll be glad to get any types of uh, coach interviews player interviews that we can get any good coach and player audio for this podcast just makes it that much better so yes just drop us uh, a quick message on our Facebook page and we'll see if we can set something up all right okay so uh, again a big thanks to coach Gary Ward thanks to Brian Fees of the Daily Review for joining me here this week on the Northern Tier League Now podcast and of course uh, next week hoping to have Joe Carey on back as we get the band back together for yet another episode as uh, we put the bow here on lucky number seven and of course next week we'll look forward to uh, the grade eight episode huh you like how I did the rhyming there but uh, yes folks thanks so much for tuning in I'm Shane Wilbur and I'll talk to you next week right here on the Northern Tier League Now podcast, a production of Circle W Sports. Thanks for listening to NTL Now, your Northern Tier League sports podcast. Keep following the Northern Tier League on Facebook and Twitter for more updates on the Northern Tier League. Audio from the NTL Now podcast may not be used without prior consent. Join us next week for more NTL Now, brought to you by Circle W Sports.